Okay. How are you guys doing? Good. Oh, not too bad. Um, hello, everybody. Um, What's up? Hi. Hi. Hi, audience that uh, we can't see on, uh, on uh, Facebook Live. We're getting sophisticated now. Uh, last time we tried Twitch, and that, that stunk. Um, but you know, we learned a few lessons. We grew as people. Um, this is uh, Kofo Live and Undead. This is our second uh, episode. First one, hopefully, being broadcast. Hopefully, you guys are you know chiming in. I know Brett and Lisa will let me know if if we fail. Um, hopefully, we fail spectacularly, or we succeed spectacularly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my name's uh, Daniel Crozier. Uh, I'm your unfortunate host. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> And these are our, uh, you know, fantastic artists, uh, Joanne Yates and Joe Oliver. Um, and they are amazing horror artists. They're comic book artists as well. They do a lot of other things. But um, uh, I just wanted to, you know, bring them on and talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, their backgrounds, horror uh, culture, illustration, you know, how they work and, and what they like to do and all that jazz and anything else that comes to mind. So, uh, Julian, how are you doing? Okay. <laughs> all right, I watched the uh, video where you you're wearing the mask thing. Oh, where I'm being splattered with uh, fake blood and yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, Dwight was there, Dwight's in the audience. Yeah, yeah he's, he was my uh, blood supervisor for the night. Blood supervisor. Yeah, That's yeah, credit. yeah. yeah. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, Joe, uh, you know, why don't you start off, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and, and uh, some of the illustration and your, your, some of your credits and stuff. Uh, I love monsters and horror, and I got started pretty early sneaking VHS tapes at night and watching them. Um, I've always been into it. Um, I haven't done as many comics as I'd like thus far, but hopefully this year will change that. Um, yeah, I love drawing. <laughs> it, your go-to tends to be uh, like Frankenstein, right? Yeah, he's, he's my favorite, uh, the monster. Um, and I think there's something, uh, someone broke down the psychology of it for me, and I've always had that stick where he's comprised of a bunch of different people and we're all comprised of uh, our different experiences mm -hmm. and so I think that resonated with me. Nice. Always stuck with me. Julian, uh, tell us a little bit about your yourself and your background too, what you like to do. Uh, what I like to do? Yeah. Uh, well, I've drawn comics since I was very young. I've, I've still got my first one from when I was four. Uh, I drew this Western epic, which is about a page long. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, uh, and when we got a TV, I'd, I'd watch anything that had a promise of a, a monster in it or a flying saucer or you know, something bizarre. And I'd sit through like an hour and a half of some you know, pretty otherwise dull movie just for a flying saucer taking off at the end, you know. No, it's pretty thrilling. And then I uh, saw King Kong when I was five or six, and uh, I was allowed to uh, sit out in the living room and have dinner and I'd just let it go cold. Mm. Uh, it was a turkey loaf, I recall. And, <laughs> That's uh, very specific. Yeah, I was just so, uh, like, I can just remember it. I, I, I just, uh, I was just transfixed by this, uh, this movement and, uh, and then realized I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tummy's rumbling. <laughs> well, the, the parents coming in and saying, why haven't you eaten your food? It's cold now. <laughs> So, uh, so probably safe to say, like some Ray Harryhausen uh, influence. Yeah, the most, the celebrity I was the most nervous to talk to was uh, Ray Harryhausen. Oh, okay. Oh, you got to meet him. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And uh, yeah, got, I had a question ready for him, and I was like going over and over in my head so I wouldn't mess it up, and uh, uh, my knees were just like. Trimming, whacking yeah. away is, is ridiculous. Managed to, managed to speak. Yeah, yeah, he was there with his uh, like 
I think they're actually yeah, replicas of his original because the originals had deteriorated or been mm. recycled. Yeah. But he had like lots of his classic uh, attached to Titans. Jason Galkin's creatures there. Oh wow, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, because he, he lived in London, so I used to see him at the animation festivals and stuff. Like that. Oh okay, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, Joe, do you have any uh, celebrity uh, you know stories like that? Like somebody you, you wanted to meet and you have the opportunity to? Uh, nothing, nothing crazy yet. Yeah. Um, and, no, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I'm I am not a celebrity. We're not celebrities. <laughs> There's uh we're we're acquaintances and well, we're friends. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, oh yeah. yeah, I work for Macaulay Culkin. Oh, doing awesome. a bunch of designs, uh, t-shirt designs and pen designs, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's cool. How uh, how did you, if you don't mind us asking, no, how, how did you fall into that? Uh, when he launched his website last year, uh, my buddy was one of the writers, and they needed somebody to do merchandise um, designs, and so we dropped my name and I did a test, and they liked it, and I got hired. Nice. Hey, what's the website? Uh, Bunny ears. Bunny ears. Huh? Yeah, and it's like a satirical. It's like onion style lifestyle blog. Oh, okay. So they've got a bunch of different articles and lifestyle tips that may or may not be good. Nice. Well, it, and that, that was with your your friend Elijah, mm -hmm. right? Uh, he used to write for Fangoria. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, yeah, and you, you still do some some work with him, like your own, uh, you know, creative entity too, right? Like Laser Party. Yeah, we have Laser Party, which is coming back pretty soon. Um, we went through some changes. He just recently moved. Um, but yeah, we do a bunch of posters for sci-fi and horror movies that don't exist and pins also enamel pins like horror oh sweet extremely awesome Thank you. yeah we uh brett we should probably talk to him about enamel pins just saying <laughs> we've been looking into that for 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 kofo Heck yeah yeah and and you illustrated uh the uh coffin dude logo that uh that we want to use and then uh, uh at the same time uh you know, Julian was nice enough to illustrate uh, uh, this uh, poster image that we've got uh, also in the, the coloring book that we're uh, currently doing an Indiegogo um, campaign for. So, you know, look look for that uh, Kofo horror, horror coloring book. Um, it's an Indiegogo campaign. Sorry, I got to do a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're raising uh, funds to get the printing done on that and uh, helping raise funds for the Kofo uh, event, um, which we're we're happy to you know be partnering with uh, with you guys on you know on it's the illustration the side. Coolest coloring book ever. <laughs> God like it's damn all, right. Yeah, it's like <laughs> lots of monsters. And I I'm also a participant in a, in a weekly uh, horror movie podcast called uh, Chewing the Scenery, and uh, my co-hosts uh, and me are doing a, another coloring book. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is uh, cool. Plan Nine from Outer Space coloring book. Oh wow! And it's it's almost done, and uh, so we're hoping to get it out for the the summer cons. Do you have any uh, promotional images that we can shoot out online after uh, this? Yeah, I can probably get hold of them. Okay. Uh, I did. Uh, I've just done a couple of uh, um, Vampira oh, and uh, Criswell, and uh, uh, a big fan of uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space is uh, uh, Dana Gould, the comedian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, we interviewed him on one of our shows, and uh, oh, great. so we're trying to get him to write the introduction. But in the meantime, I've done him as Criswell <laughs> for the introduction that's page. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see that. Okay. That, that that sounds great. He's a huge fan of old school stuff too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's a he knows more about Plan, Planet of the Apes than anything else, and he does uh, live readings of uh, Plan Nine with his comedian buddies in, in Hollywood. Every year around Halloween. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, so uh, you know, big fan of uh, more like B movies then. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I, I love it. Oh, okay. I don't care when or where or how much a movie costs. You know, nice. Um, I remember when when uh, like American horror movies kind of uh, ran out of steam in the in the eighties. Mm. Uh, you know, you, everyone's attention. You know, horror fans turned turned abroad looking for more yeah uh, interesting stuff and so you know 
according to a lot of like Asian movies of all kinds. And, um, yeah, so collections around the world and going back, you know, way to the start. Nice. What, and what about you, as far as you're going to ask for any favorites? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Recommendations are always welcome. Yeah. What's your favorite foreign movie? The one I always come back to is The Thing. John Carpenter's mm. just because of all the practical effects. Yeah. Um, I like Takashi Miike's uh, Gozu. Yes, that's like, that's one of my favorites yeah. too. It's it's kind of like his homage to David Lynch. It, I feel like. yeah, no, a hundred percent, and also practical effects. And it's yeah, it holds a special place. Like I watched it when I was really down and wasn't sure mm. what to expect, and it just completely blew my mind. The, the birthing scene. Yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I watched one of his uh, this week actually. Uh, it's, it's called Over Your Dead Body in the Waste. But it's, it's uh, basically his version of uh, there's this classic Japanese ghost story called Yotsuya Kaiden. Mm. And uh, so he's, he's, he's got a theatrical troupe doing a production of it. And then what happens in the story also happening off stage with the same people. Uh, it's really cool. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one yet. That, that sounds, is it uh, available here in the U.S.? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a stream factory product. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm going to have to check that one. That's one for the list. It's on um, Shadownote. Just, just to give you an idea how far, or how behind I am on uh, Takashi Miike, 13 Assassins. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a few years ago. Was it like 2010 that it came out to the U.S.? Or 2011? Something like that? And he did Blade of the Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that his uh, like 100th film yeah. or something? Yeah, that's, what, that's what they say, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a workaholic. What's your favorite horror movie? Uh, my favorite horror movie. Um, well, that would have to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm -hmm. the original one. That, that one still scares the shit out of me, uh, just to put it mildly. Um, yeah, I, I still go back to that one. I, I haven't really watched like the first time they remade it. Uh, I still haven't seen it. Um, but, uh, but that, that first one was just so visceral and it was, it, when I talk to people that think they've seen it, they talk about how gory it is. I'm like, it's right. not gory. And, and, uh, when you hear people talk about like the John Carpenter's Halloween, which is, you know, I find masterful. Um, that's also the one that's that's really not not gory. It wasn't until with the slasher films. It wasn't until like what the, the Friday the Thirteenth is it part one I think that it really started uh, becoming commonplace mm -hmm. in popular horror films. Mm -hmm. That's that's the one where the uh, the special effects were front and center. Yeah, yeah. Main attraction. Yeah, yeah. And granted, before that, you still had uh, Last House on the Left that was intense. I think that came out about the same time or a little bit before. Oh, was it that old? Yeah. First one is 1972. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. I thought that was uh, after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. And you had the Hammer Cats doing like some yeah. awesome yeah. vicious stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah, he had uh, some early Dario Oshinto stuff. Um, yeah, we, we just saw uh, Elise and I, my girlfriend and I, we just saw Suspiria, the remake, um, uh, this last weekend. I was actually surprised by that. I really like that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, we did a podcast on that one, and uh, oh, did you? yeah, really go into the you know, what, what feeds into all the various references mm -hmm. and symbolism. Yeah, there's, there's lots of layers to that one. Yeah, yeah, that's one I'm gonna have to. You know, I feel like I have to watch again. Um, you know, recently, and I was uh, talking to Thea out here in the audience about uh, Hereditary, mm -hmm. um, which, uh, you know, my girlfriend went and saw that in the theater by herself. And then she, when it was uh, uh, available for online or streaming, um, she's like, yeah, we, we should watch this. And, and uh, I sat there and just laughed through it, really? the whole thing. <laughs> I thought it was just so absurd. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This, this would happen. This. And then, <clears throat> so that night I had nightmares. I couldn't sleep. I had to watch it again. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And, uh, you know, first time I watched it, I had one reaction. It was, you know, I, I thought it was the most ridiculous freaking movie. 
and it was uh, borderline stupid at some points. And then the second time I watched it, this is brilliant. This is absolutely amazing. This is terrifying. So it was, it was interesting to see, you know, the different reactions. But yeah, it's, it got underneath my skin enough that I I couldn't sleep. So I think that was a successful horror movie when it, when it does that to me. Um, not all of them have to be, you know, like scary or anything right. like that. They right. stick with you. I mean, number one is Dawn of the Dead, and number two is mm. The Haunting. Always works. And then uh, number three, Texas Chainsaw. And oh, after nice. that, it's not a definite order, but okay. there's my top three. Yeah. Oh, that's that's nice. Uh, yeah, I think uh, one that another one that comes to mind is um, the. Um, I think it's Scandinavian, and I'm probably wrong. I'm usually am, uh, but uh, uh, it's a vampire film. Let the right one in. Oh yeah. I think that's a fantastic drama. Yeah, I, I I look at it in that in that respect. Um, that was great. And then and then uh, like uh, Jim Jarmusch's uh, um, Last Lovers, uh, Only I'm Lovers left, 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 left Alive. Yeah, awesome. yeah, another another great character piece yeah. too. Not you know neither one really scary or anything, but just really smart and clever uh, dramatic pieces. So not a lot of really good music. Which one? Only lovers left alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, wasn't uh, is it Tom? I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm terrible with names. Absolutely horrible. Tom Middleston, right? Loki yeah. from uh, the Avengers. Hiddleston. Yeah. Okay, Hiddleston. Huddleton. Hiddleston. Oh. Okay, we're, I, I think we're gonna okay, around the room. Who's you? Well, what's his name? You know, let's, let's take different iterations. Um, but yeah, we'll just call him Loki. Uh, <laughs> so, so Loki was it? He was a great vampire in that. He's a great vampire in the, the Avengers movies. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to uh, us. Is the next one I'm going to see? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Get Out. I thought that was. Oh um, my gosh. It really came together with uh, being uh, having a finger on the pulse of today and yeah. things like guys. And I was just so tired of horror movies that just. Uh, Oh, this is like a nostalgic uh, homage to the 80s yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So. He's doing a uh, Twilight Zone too. Yeah, he's oh. doing Twilight Zone. He's doing a bunch of stuff. Speaking of homages. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is one I, I would look forward to is mm -hmm. somebody, you know, who can, you know, develop something that's uh, with a little bit of levity and, uh, you know, intelligence mm -hmm. um, to revisit, uh, you know, Twilight Zone and create new material. Yeah. Um, if you guys were able to illustrate your uh, dream horror project, what would that be? When I was a kid, I was always into uh, the EC comics. Oh, yeah. So for one thing, growing up in England, you, just, you couldn't get them. They were like something I read about in Stephen King's Dance Macabre. These sound awesome. Um, and then you see all sorts of bits of them in books about comics, but I didn't actually get to read a whole story until adulthood. And then, uh, uh, then this company uh, I used to work for called Papercuts. They they did their own versions of Tales of the Crypt. Yeah. Um, it didn't go well, but oh. what uh, I got to do Tales of the Crypt for a few issues. Yeah, yeah, I remember you do, doing some of those the covers, right? I did the covers. Uh, the first issue, I did one cover and then the heads, like people like Russ Heath do other covers. Yeah. And uh, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and then the next, and then I did covers for two and three, but they never made it past two. Oh. It, that, that thing was just basically cancelled before it hit the shelves. Oh, shoot. Oh. It, it, there's lots of things going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, that, that's unfortunate when, when uh, you know books get cancelled before they have uh, mm -hmm. any type yeah. of real life. The good thing is, I you know there's all those uh, black and white reprints and the box <laughs> sets. Yeah, all the easy yeah, stuff. Got that gold, yeah. Those, yeah, all the Jack Davis stuff. Right. Um, you know Fahrenheit books down the street. Mm -hmm. They got a whole bunch of them. Oh, nice. Okay. That's cool. So that's something uh, you, you need to get a hold of. <laughs> Uh, you, Joe? Uh, 
definitely, uh, I guess, growing up with the heavy metal stuff and the Tales from the Crypt stuff, probably Tales from the Crypt. Mm. Um, some Clive Barker stuff would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, mainstream stuff, I think, uh, doing like a side ghostwriter story and making it really dark. Yeah. And like, I think that would be awesome. Constantine, like the Hellblazer stuff, that would be rad. Really get into like the occult aspect. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that all sounds like it. You know, be pretty fun to to get into. Um, is there any projects that you guys are working on right now that you can uh, you know share with us as far as uh, you know illustration or I know you know Joe, you were talking about uh, you want to you know venture more into comics. You know, hopefully this year. Um, but uh, you know. Julian, I don't know we are, what you're working on right now. Um, I'm just finishing up uh, an anthology horror comic with uh, Todd Jones. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Sharkzilla. Uh, Todd Jones, is uh, he, he runs the Collins Comic Con. Uh, very nice guy. And mm -hmm. uh, he's he done this anthology series called uh, Wicked Awesome Tales. And then uh, uh, I wanted to do an issue where it's just me doing the art, but get different people to do the stories. Oh, cool. So I could just experiment with different kinds of storytelling. And uh, it was just to get me out of a rut of, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to work on stuff I was interested in. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and one of the stories that he wrote was uh, a Frankenstein story. And it's awesome. pretty cool. It's got a cool new twist on it. He's a good writer. Yeah. Um, and then you might be doing. Uh, um, Stephen Bissett says we're finally going to be doing something together this year. That's, that's been waiting Sweet. for a while. Um, he did a series called uh, uh, Tales of the Uncanny. This uh -huh. Oh yeah, 961 series. Yeah. So he's doing this like he, he owns half the characters. So he's, he's oh cool. Uh, do more of that. No, that's not a secret. That's, yeah. He announced a few years ago. Okay. Uh, and I'm doing um, there's a woman named uh, Eva Schloss who was. Uh, when she was 15, she was arrested and taken to Auschwitz, and uh, she's written a autobiography. And then one of the women who I worked on Tales and Crypt with is adapting that as a, as a book. Um, that's like a 200 page book, so that's going to be the next couple of years of my life. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then I'm doing something else with um, the comic book classroom, they're doing um, stories of uh, refugees from the Middle East. So okay. from Afghanistan and Iran, and uh, oh, and there's a project with uh, Matt Frank. Do you know him? No, I don't know Matt Frank. Uh, he's, he's an awesome. Like if, if you if you've read any Godzilla comics, oh, okay, you know who he is. Okay, um, but yeah, he's he's doing another series this year. I can't talk about that. Oh man! Oh, I can't wait because hmm. yeah, one of the things I know you from is uh, illustrating those uh, Gamera. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, illustrations for the like repackaging for some of the movies, right? You know, camera. Yeah. Okay. Dwight knows. That's all. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, camera is awesome. I, yeah, that, that was that was for uh, you know Shell Factory. So mm -hmm. they they started putting out the movies on DVD a few years ago, and uh, they wanted to. The plan was there'd be a booklet, and it would be written by August Brigone. And then in the center of the book, it would be a center spread where um, they'd have uh, the, each of the monsters uh, with an anatomical mm -hmm. diagram yep. in the style of the 60s Japanese yep. magazines. Uh, so I did those. And then they, uh, before they even released them, they decided to not do the booklet. So oh. only the first two got out into the world, I think. But, uh, but uh, I've been able to collect some of your prints, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. I said that last year, you were wearing a, one of your shirts. Right. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I stopped him outside of a convention and like told him I'd buy it off, of, like, off his body. And it's like, <laughs> uh, I've got another one. <laughs> <laughs> really, really rad stuff. Yeah. Oh, 
I'm gonna have to get one of those t-shirts. Right. And I'm gonna have to get a Sharkzilla one from, from Todd. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take it off. Yeah, Todd's got plenty of Sharkzilla t-shirts. <laughs> he, he does uh, various classic monsters as sharks. So yeah. You, you name it, he's done it as a shark. It's in the Sharks. 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 Yeah. And it's it's not like, oh, there's a shark. It's, yeah. If you want to talk about real life yeah. horror, like the most scariest thing I've done recently, a few years ago, I went out into the ocean uh, to swim with dolphins. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And there were sharks. Yeah. Joe says yeah. no. <laughs> the last person in the team wears this like aerial thing which mm -hmm. is supposed to scare away sharks. And and this area you're talking great whites. And uh, yeah, it was no. that was an encounter with primal terror. Yeah. yeah. You look down and it's just dark, 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 and then something's you know, things are moving down there, you think, oh that's a dolphin. It's a thousand sharks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going out there with Joe. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be the first to go. Like, like gangly limbs. Yeah, their designs haven't freaking changed. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to because they're right. They're perfect swimming mouths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got it right. Fuck sharks. <laughs> that, that sounds like a t shirt. Fuck sharks. Joe's Global warming. Fuck sharks. <laughs> but save the polar bears. Um, oh my god, that's man, that's hilarious. So, so he had uh, his experience. What what's a terrifying experience from you? Thinking about his experience. Thinking about his experience. Yeah, that's true. That's probably enough. Just in general. Yeah, just a real life terror experience. Man, I, yeah. Taxes. <laughs> Responsibilities. Yeah, that's mine too. Yeah. Yeah, adulting. Ad adulting, yeah. We stopped, uh, me and Elijah were at Demi's last year and stopped a kidnapping. And the gal got away, and the guys that were looking for her came back, realized we had lied to them about where she had gone, and pulled out guns. And that was intense. Mm. Um, yeah, probably real life shit. Yeah, that's like that stuff's intense. It's yeah. scary. That's pretty intense. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Um, clearly, it ended well. You have all your yeah, digits. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, when I was uh, at college, uh, we came back one night, and uh, the, there's this car that followed us, and they they, they pulled over and. You know, when we're in this quiet street, these guys got out and they like they started waiting on us, and uh, it was kind of I had one level of my head was like really calm about it, and it was like uh, funny, kind of funny because these guys were just so drunk they didn't hurt at all, just punching and punching, and I thought, well, if I make noises, they'll they'll think I'm being hurt and they'll go away. But anyway, we <laughs> eventually went away, and. Uh, uh, we got in the car and, and my friend was just shaking so hard he couldn't get the key in the car. And oh, uh, no. so, so this, this, this portion of my brain was thinking this would be a really good scene. You <laughs> 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 don't know if they're going to come back, oh, but his hands just like shaking the off in the keys. Yeah, this is a cool scene. It, it's, uh, I'm glad that you get that you have a sense of humor in the, in the respects in the <laughs> life and death situation. Uh, but with with a bunch of soft drunks, you know, I can't really throw a punch. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's just we had to. I just like to stand there and go, ow, ow. Because yeah. one of them had a knife. Oh, so we didn't want it to escalate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, you guys have more intense lifestyle than I do. Uh, again, responsibilities is my biggest fear, <laughs> and my real life terror. So, oh, and flushing. <laughs> so you were scared of doing it or scared of coming in to a place where people haven't died? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, plugging the line, that's always terrifying and embarrassing. It's mostly in the embarrassment part that I fear. Okay. Don't yeah. be afraid to double flush. Double flush. All right. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Um, so, uh, 
you know, with uh, with Kofo and everything uh, developing, you know, coming to town, um, you know, there's a lot of buildup that that we on the organization side of things have to do to, to make that happen. But um, in the past, you know, uh, I think like Joe and I have done Mile High Horror Film Fest and things like that. You know, what kind of uh, events have you guys participated in where you really enjoy the fan experience? Specifically in the genre of horror. Oh. No, as, as a, a vendor or um, yeah, as an artist uh, displaying your work. Uh, as far as horror goes? Yeah. Um, Dink's been pretty open. And like that's got a bunch of different genres, but it's all indie creators. Yeah. But uh, everyone's there um, to support, you know, anything that, that people bring. And so there's a lot of horror stuff. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. I thought I turned that off. Yeah. Fuck um, <laughs> that damn guy. I went to a Fantastic Fest down in Austin a couple of years ago, and that was that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I think uh, didn't you have a uh, like a band experience with that too? Like uh, you and Elijah were working oh. on a project based off of that. It was when we were we were both working for Fangoria uh, at the time, and one of the photographers dropped out, so I was going to illustrate the articles and interviews instead of taking photos. Oh, and so oh, I went down and got to meet a couple of directors and uh, the closing night party, they had this band playing and there was, it was like a underground type of like synth pop band, mm. but one of them was dressed as Dracula and one was dressed as Wolfman <laughs> and no one seemed to give a shit except Elijah and I. Yeah. We're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> And after the set was done, we're like, oh, you guys are fucking awesome. Like, do you dress up like this all the time? And they're like, no. No, it's a costume party. And we're like, oh. And I think that kind of took the wind out of the how good the music was. Uh, but as we're walking back to our uh, Airbnb, we're both, like, talking about it. And I was like, you know, I wish there were Wolfman and Dracula all the time. And he's like, that's a good band name. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we started a band called Wolfman Dracula all the time. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like haunted house music slash surf rock. Please tell me that we'll be hearing some of that music. Hopefully this year. Yes. On that band camp or anything? Uh, oh, probably yeah. band camp or uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Make sure you send us that link as soon as that drops. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, so... You know, I, I know Elijah Taylor um, is is a, a frequent um, uh, collaborator of yours. Works with you over at uh, Macaulay Culkin's outfit, Bunny Ears, and uh, you know you do Fangoria with him and, and, and Laser Party. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but uh, <clears throat> but with that, uh, you know, with the, the music aspect, because he's. He's not in, in Denver anymore, right? No, I mean, he, he frequents Denver. Okay. But he's based in LA mostly now. Okay, so how does the band, you know, collaboration work then? Uh, a lot of YouTube. <laughs> like really? Like private video. Oh, okay. So are you uh, involved with the new Fangoria? No, no. A bunch of people were let go, and I don't know any of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. With it, but. Yeah, we, we did end up going to the website this uh, this week. We were uh, reaching out to them, letting them know, know about the, the coloring book and everything, and, and some of the other projects that uh, were slowly developing. And it's just you know kind of a, a page you know with just just subscription information. So so that was that was interesting because I remember you know of course you know growing up with the stacks of oh my God. Uh, the magazines that were just fantastic. Fantastic. Great interviews and behind yeah. the scenes. But in, in England, uh, horror movies were so cut, um, especially in the 80s when uh, Fangoria was just essential. Mm -hmm. You have to look at Fangoria and see what you're going to miss. Oh, oh. 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 when you're watching the movie. Wow, I, I had, uh, had not realized that. So so that was you know, basically your, your whole childhood, all the good stuff was cut out, yeah. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear. Were you able to catch up on that when you moved over here? Oh, yeah. When did you, you come over to the U.S.? Uh, about 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, for school or? 
Uh, no, I got married to a Denverite. Oh, no kidding. No, uh, Emily, right? Yeah. Nice. I don't think I've met Emily. Oh, you'd remember us. Oh, okay. She surprised me charming. You wouldn't think it, but she <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Hi, Emily. Yeah, it's me, you think, oh, low grade. But, you know, she's definitely, uh, she's definitely a few grades above me. But uh, we were working in um, Japan teaching English. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's how you guys met. Yes. And uh, I had three reasons for moving to America. And, uh, I, you know, I like the culture in general and uh, seemed to be more opportunities for what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And the third thing was you did Halloween. And, uh, <laughs> in England, none of them. It, the movie. It, it happens. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you do both. You, you know, yeah. you have uh, serial killers as well. But um, That's uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's always yeah. inviting. But uh, yeah, in England, uh, I think now they do they do more costume parties. But uh, yeah, when I was a kid, it was just nothing happened. You'd have maybe a horror movie or two at you know weekend. Or, yeah, Colorado, you're like fifty fifty. Sometimes you gotta wear a jacket over your shirt. <laughs> True. Yeah, there's 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 been a couple of Halloweens. Uh, I remember, I think it was like two thousand three or two thousand four. Great. I'm getting my dates mixed up, but there was a, a, a blizzard on Halloween night, um, and we had uh, I had just started a performance group where we got dressed up in big latex monster outfits and hooked up with fake blood and everything. We'd have a, a live band. We were trying to start our own version of Guar, and it turned into a big theater production. So it was like a, kind of a B movie circus light type thing. And uh, it was a Halloween festival, so we had like Halloween themed bands and performance artists and kind of burlesque uh, out, you know, throughout this complex. But we were set up because we, we had so many big set pieces to perform outside in the parking lot. And we had lights and every, uh, we had all these outdoor lights that had like red filters and everything. And it started snowing heavy. And we're like, this is our first performance. We're doing it. So we, we got all our fake blood, which uh, outside froze because everything was water-based that we were using. So it, it didn't uh, freeze solid. It froze in uh, like chunks of, uh, you know, snow cone. So, uh, so yeah, we were shooting uh, like snow cone red all it's over the place. So it was, oh, it was so cool. You know, all that fake snow cone mm -hmm. blood, you know, and just heads being beheaded and everything. And it was, it was a lot of fun. So... Uh, and, you know, in good fashion, uh, we all got the flu the next day. So we had to go back, clean up, and uh, yes. you know, got, got sick. But, but that was my favorite Halloween in the snow experience. Does, does anyone remember the Hollywood events in Denver? Uh, these are a few years ago. Um, so there's, there's a couple of guys uh, who I think they invented the court program. So they were really rich. Um, they, they wanted to do Halloween, right? And mm. so for three years in a row, they did, did something called Hollywood. And these were massive pies. Like the first one they took over from the downtown theaters. Um, and then the next two years, they just set up circus tents. They brought the circus from Florida and uh, just set up these massive pies. This was here? Yeah. And I remember, uh, <laughs> my, my favorite things was like the first year, I, I went as uh, Dr. Moreau. Oh, cool! And uh, and so uh, and Emily went as uh, the uh, low to the panther girl. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. So uh, when Stone character, I was even drinking the same things he, he drinks in the in the novel. And uh, I saw a guy, and he, he had his like uh, lab coat on. He had like a syringe with glowing green liquid in it, oh. and he had this zombie cat on his leg. Awesome. Nice. And, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so I went up to him and, and said, uh, oh, Dr. West, I presume. Yeah. He was just, just so happy that I recognized who he was. He just like grabbed me and kissed me. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. <laughs> Emily, yeah, probably enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That's cool. Uh, you, you clearly were connected with uh, you know, the party because I didn't get invited to those things. 
Yeah, yeah, like it's like some of the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah. It, Halloween's uh, something that I've noticed is kind of uh, kind of delineated a little bit, uh, kind of dwindled in, in terms of, uh, like, you know, families and kids going out and doing the trick-or-treating thing. Uh, Elise and I, uh, my girlfriend and I, yeah, at, at her downtown house, we were trying to do trick or treat in that neighborhood on 14th um, around uh, Cheeseman Park, and yeah, there. Uh, I think uh, yeah, there's like a, a neighborhood, for, uh, you know, candy friendly website that you can sign up on. It's kind of a safe thing and everything. And it's like, oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna have so many kids because I've never, um, I've never actually like did the the you know hosted a trick-or-treating thing where kids come up to the house i'm usually that that light that's out because i'm i'm working on something i'm drawing or you know and i got a horror movie going in the background so that's usually my halloween but this time you know we wore our bunny suits and you know doing like kid-friendly stuff yeah i only had like <clears throat> like five you know kids come to the door that whole night yeah how's you yeah. um i always try to watch a horror movie and eat a bunch of candy <laughs> um, and leave candy out for trick-or-treaters as one should huh? yeah <laughs> uh, when i moved here like most of the neighborhood 90 percent was latino and uh, it was hopping but then it kind of gentrified and they all moved out to the suburbs mm. and it got really quiet for a few years but now you know millennials have started breeding come <laughs> <laughs> back you know Tell them not to have again. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that does sound like a public service announcement. Please, millennials, do not have lame kids. <laughs> Is there a pamphlet they can they can use? We should write one. Yeah, we should. We, should. we have some great illustrators. Your kids. Yeah, still like a step by step on yeah. you know how to survive, you know, raising your kids yeah. to not be laying. Yeah, you've got to come up with some kind of survivable trauma to cook mm -hmm. into the genre. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, must must definitely like spit up or something like that. Yeah. You know? Movies they shouldn't watch. Movies, oh uh, yeah, like Forrest Gump. No, I, I, oh. I, <laughs> they shouldn't watch when they were five. That that you should make them see. Oh yeah, mess with their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. Like reanimators, a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get them going early. Mm -hmm. uh, I realize a lot of younger cats into horror don't have the same outlook on it as we did, and I don't know exactly why that is. I don't know if it's. I'm not trying to sound old, like it's technology. <laughs> Too um, late. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the instant gratification of like. Oh, I can look that up. Oh, the reviews say it sucked. Oh, sure. And I remember going to the video store and being like, oh man, this cover's fucking bitching. Like, yeah. There's decapitation in this, and like half the time it wouldn't be, but it was it was still awesome, like finding these gems in the video store and not knowing anything about them. Yeah. Besides yeah. like the cover artwork and like description on the back. But I think I don't know. Yeah, people don't seem to be as into as passionate. Okay. Like younger. Yeah. Give a shit. Yeah, I, I think uh, growing up, I, I I had a similar experience. Uh, you know, rural town. You know, North Colorado. Um, we had, we finally got our first video store in the late '80s, and uh, it was like two blocks away from my house. Yes. You know, and, and the, the candy store was also two blocks in the opposite direction. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So, you know, go and spend uh, my allowance at, at both places. Mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, I had a good night. And uh, early on, and, and you know, th and this is more of like a, uh, like, you know, family friend, relatively family friendly uh, horror comedy. But uh, I remember, you know, like at age, you know, like 10. On a weekly basis, renting Monster Squad. Oh, man. Um, yeah, you know, reimagining like the the Universal, mm -hmm. um, the Universal uh, monsters, and uh, you know just yeah that that fun uh, yeah that that was my Goonies. Tom Noonan is very yeah yeah dude. yeah very much so. Wolfman with nards. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wolfman with nards. 
Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I wanted. I always wanted the mummy to do more mm -hmm. in that. Like it looked badass. Yeah. But like, he was pretty short lived. Yeah, one euro. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> you know the the you know that the creature uh, from the the Black Lagoon uh, oh, that yeah. version. Yeah, I wish I wish some of those had had a little bit more screen yeah. time. Maybe give the kids a little less screen time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the language they used didn't hold oh, up too well. Yeah, I rewatched it. Like yeah, it was kinda, I was like, oh, kinda, I don't remember. Geez. Those, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. definitely needs a, a little bit of an edit, maybe. But 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 that's that's yeah. the thing is you know some things you know back in that era they you know the the perception changes mm -hmm. and it doesn't always hold up. Um, I was talking to some friends earlier about uh, like movies like Big Trouble in Little China, where both sides were very much into sex trafficking, the good and the bad side. Not only was it very racist, but uh, but there was also that aspect. So I was like, wow. I got to work with um, James Little from that movie. Okay, Whoa, yeah, nice. Yeah, he's uh, he's in town, you know, from time to time. Um, they did this movie here, which is like, uh, is it? Movie about Tengu and there's all sorts of fantasy martial arts and monsters in it. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, so he, he did like stunt coordination. And he, he's one of the gang. Yeah, good gang in big trouble. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a really, really sweet guy. Nice. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Well, I think we're just about ready to wrap up. But um, you know, again with uh, with a. Uh, uh, Kofo, you know, putting together content and uh, you know, working towards developing our uh, first event for uh, 2020. Um, you know, what as uh, artists and vendors, what are you looking for uh, in terms of having a new event in town? If you don't mind me, Brian. Seeing the little communities that exist come together again. Yeah. Like. There was a lot of small events that you'd run into people at, and uh, when those stopped. I think somebody's being grinded up into sausage outside. So, we didn't even talk about cannibalism. I know, right? It's going on out there. Everybody outside, Bill's being served. I have to mention it every time I talk to somebody. Oh yeah, um, cannibalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it brings people together. <laughs> would, I would do it, wouldn't you? But uh, yeah, I think uh, you guys building the community again, or giving like a, a place for all these small groups that exist and don't have an outlet. I think that's going to be rad to see because there's a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then we've also got uh, Mile High Horror Film Fest coming back. So it'll, it'll be nice to, to kind of have those, you know, those events as bookends. And, and I mean, there's there's all kinds of other stuff too. There's a lot of people here that do makeup. Yeah, tons. Um, a lot of illustrators. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Filmmakers. Mm -hmm. Long Chang was born. He was born in Colorado Springs. Oh, was he? Really? Wow. I know Cassandra Peterson grew up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's kind of beautiful. Well, she is that too. She's definitely, yeah, she's definitely a staple of, of Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. And I think she was recently up here for the Estes Park Comic Con. Let me get Pam Greer. Oh, that's Ooh, right. Ooh, Pam Greer. Yeah. Uh, Dwight, let's get Pam Greer. <laughs> uh, she lives here in town, so yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's fantastic. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she lives here or she just has property she, here? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know Don Cheadle is just up the street. Right. Yeah. yeah. He went to Boston. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, right? She has, she has a ranch. Uh, she did a, she was that tattoo cover when she did her autobiography. Nice. Yeah, really cute, really fun. Okay, so I, I basically got to take up jogging and go around all these different neighborhoods for a chance meetup, right? Mm -hmm. Or we can just find their representatives and uh, reach out to them. That'd probably be easier. Just take less time. Get creepy. Less creepy. Get, get creepy. <laughs> uh, Neil, yeah, that's right. Neil said get creepy. So well, that's good. You got it, Kevin. Yeah, it's true. I am creepy enough. <laughs> yeah, like I do in Colton's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's why he only comes out tonight. Because he knows where I'm going to be. <laughs> well, I, I want to uh, thank you guys for for coming out. Uh, you know, again, yeah, you know, thanks for all your artwork and, and uh, all your stuff. Do if, if uh, you know those of you in the audience, you know, if you haven't uh, seen Julian's uh, work, yeah, definitely come by and, and take a look at the 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 work that he's done for uh, the Kofo coloring book and you know the Kofo event. Super and then uh, Julian or. Uh, Julian, you're Julian. Joe, uh, yeah, jeez, uh, yeah. There's too many Joes here. Uh, Joe uh, also brought his portfolio too. If you want to uh, peruse through it, uh, you're, they're both amazing uh, artists, and they're some of my uh, favorite people in the world. Um, you need to get them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, except for tonight, uh, nights like tonight, uh, I'm usually an introvert, if you believe that. Um, but uh, anyway, thanks again for uh, for coming out. Uh, this has been uh, Kofo, uh, yeah, uh, live and undead. I almost forgot the title. Oh my gosh, I need notes. Um, and I want to, you know, thanks to uh, you know Mutiny Cafe for uh, you know putting us up, putting up with me. And, uh, you know, all the great coffee and uh, the great atmosphere. Uh, this place is a, a wellspring of uh, knowledge and uh, inspiration, too. It's a, it's a great place to exchange ideas and, and uh, you know, sausage outside. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, and thanks to the, the audience that, uh, you know, came out, uh, you know, to, to listen to us and, you know, just kind of blather on. Uh, hopefully it was fun for you guys, and uh, have a good night. Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th.